Guidelines Health. Better health begins here. It's time for Better Health Radio, brought to you by Tidelands Health. Here's Bill Klaproth. About 24 million people in the United States have COPD. As many as half are unaware that they have it. So what do you need to know? Here to talk with us about COPD is Dr. Desmond Young, a specialist in pulmonary care at Tidelands Health. Dr. Young, thanks for your time today. So let's jump in. Can you explain to us what is COPD? Yes, sir, and thanks for uh, having me on your show. Um, COPD basically is an acronym for chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, which encompasses several subtypes, including chronic bronchitis, another common name, emphysema, and some forms of asthma. Um, COPD can be a a serious disorder. Usually it's incurable and, and gets worse over time. It is the third leading cause of death in the United States, and unfortunately, it is continue to be on the rise. Hmm. And do we know what causes this? Yeah, there's a direct link between uh, smoking, and I'm sure everybody has heard that smoking can damage the lungs, and it is by far the leading cause of all forms of COPD. There's other causes of COPD, anything that you inhale that can be toxic to your lungs, such as fumes, biomass chemicals, gases, secondhand smoke can lead to COPD. There's less common forms of causes of COPD that are genetically linked. Okay, and does this usually take a long time to develop? Usually, um, smoking over 10 to 15 years can lead to some form of COPD. Certainly, the longer that you smoke or are exposed to secondhand smoke or the other uh, uh, toxic inhalants that we discussed, can lead to COPD, the longer you're exposed, the more likely you are to develop some form of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. These symptoms are very mild in the beginning, um, which can confuse the diagnosis with other uh, pulmonary disorders. And what are the common symptoms associated with COPD? Typically, the, like I said before, the, they're very mild in the beginning, and patients don't often realize they're having symptoms, particularly with sedentary people. But the most common symptoms are shortness of breath, um, usually beginning with some type of exertional activity, cough, and some type of sputum production, usually a more chronic basis, but daily sputum production. Hmm. Okay, so how do you diagnose this? How do you separate this from other diseases? Well, I look at a diagnosis of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease by first having an examination by your healthcare provider. There's particular things that a healthcare provider can pick up on in physical examination and just taking your vital signs that may trigger a provider to go more in depth to reach your diagnosis. But the gold standard for diagnosing COPD is by what's called spirometry, which is a a simple breathing test that can be done by your healthcare provider. Okay. So then we see the ads on TV all the time for treatment. How is it generally treated? The first and foremost thing, of course, is to try to prevent this disorder from happening, and, and treatment goes along the same lines. And that, of course, would be smoking cessation. As, as hard as that is, it's very difficult for people to stop smoking in some cases. Um, but beyond smoking cessation, uh, making sure that you get your vaccinations, your age-appropriate vaccinations, which many of our smokers and our population need a yearly flu shot, and their pneumonia vaccinations. Beyond that, there is pulmonary rehabilitation, which is a rehabilitation program that involves exercising and 
learning about your disorder um, that is a structured that is in a structured environment, usually in a hospital type setting. It is an outpatient uh, rehabilitation. Inhalers, um, typically, when you become symptomatic with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, you the provider can initiate certain types of inhalers targeted at the lung to improve your symptoms. Um, as COPD progresses, oxygen may be necessary to provide adequate levels of oxygen in your blood to help with your symptoms. And rarely, surgery is an option for certain types of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. There are some new therapies uh, that are in um, research trials at this time, and some have been approved for inserting certain types of valves in particular patients who have subtypes uh, that fit the research protocols. Mm-hmm. And you said this disease has no cure. So can this be managed over time with the lifestyle changes? You were talking a little bit about some of the things. Can you go a little bit more in depth on that? Yes, sir. I think this is the most important thing for people uh, to realize. Um, the majority of my treatment for chronic obstructive pulmonary disease is smoking cessation. Um, if we can accomplish that, the majority of COPD can be prevented. Not all COPD can be prevented, but the majority can be prevented. So I think that's the first goal is lifestyle adaptation, uh, lifestyle changes such as smoking cessation. Activity level is an important part of uh, managing your chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Um, Getting some form of exercise, moderate exercise on a routine basis can help uh, manage your symptoms of COPD. Um, Dealing um, with uh, prevention, again, is going on to get your vaccinations, your flu vaccine and your pneumonia vaccines. Using your inhalers as prescribed is a very important part of managing your COPD. And I would reach out to the patients and make sure that they talk with their provider about using their inhalers appropriately and as scheduled. That's a very common problem with our patients is being able to use the different types of inhalers that are available and using them the right right way. So if it's caught early enough and somebody makes the necessary lifestyle changes and uses the inhalers and other medical things that they're supposed to, is this something that can be managed then long term? Somebody can can live a long life with COPD? Absolutely. Doing the right things for your COPD is the things we talked about, including lifestyle uh, changes with smoking cessation. You can lead a very normal and active life. Uh, with chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, even into the severe stages of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. Hmm. So that is a good outlook then for people with COPD. Yes, it is. And I, I think if you you are at risk for COPD or if you have any of these symptoms, the first thing is we can't treat you unless we know. So I would seek and talk with your healthcare provider about chronic, about the possibility of having chronic obstructive pulmonary disease if you have some symptoms or unexplained symptoms that that haven't been diagnosed with something else. Mm-hmm. Well, again, uh, the outlook is good then if you catch it early and you make the necessary lifestyle changes. Now, within COPD, there can be flare-ups, right? How do people manage those? Yeah, so, so a flare-up, the first thing, you know, we like to try to keep patients out of the hospital. Certain, certain uh, circumstances require hospitalization, but flare-ups can be treated with of course, if you're smoking, to stop smoking. But um, sometimes it requires additional inhalers, perhaps more frequent inhaler use, um, a short course of oral corticosteroids or intravenous corticosteroids may be required. If 
you have signs and symptoms of an infectious etiology of your flare-up of chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, antibiotics may be required. And those who have more severe exacerbations may need to be hospitalized for management. Dr. Young, you talked about smoking as being a main risk factor. What other exposures should we be mindful of? Well, unfortunately, there's anything that you breathe um, that can be uh, toxic to your lungs, particularly any inhaled smoke. That's the main thing I tell my patients. If you're around some type of smoke, you need to try to avoid that smoke. Occupational exposure is probably another big factor in causing long-term lung damage. So that would be talking with your employer or your healthcare provider individually about which type of chemical is at your work to provide the personal safety inhalation device to protect your lungs against whatever you're exposed to. But in general, any gases, dusts, fumes, uh, air pollutants can be harmful to your lungs and causing COPD. Okay, well, that's very good to know, and thank you for sharing that with us, Dr. Young, and thank you so much for your time and talking with us about COPD, and for more information, you can visit Tidelands Health Physicians, Services, and Facilities. Visit TidelandsHealth.org. That's TidelandsHealth.org. This is Better Health Radio. I'm Bill Klaproth. Thanks for listening.